Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, we're going to chat with Cal here in just a second, but let me share with you kind of the quote of the day. It's from Tim Tebow, and it's a good one. It says this, be intentional with who you spend your time with. Choose your squad wisely and commit today to be someone who influences others in a positive way. That's kind of what I hope to do with with Kosti every single day is give you a dose of positivity and uh, help you see the, the amazing lights that exist here all along coastal Mississippi, the people who are working so hard to make a difference. So he says, yeah, commit today to be someone who influences others in a positive way. Choose your squad wisely. I love that. It's really good advice. Let's bring my buddy Kyle into the conversation and just see how you're doing. Kyle, you know, you had a really, really busy week uh, a week or so ago with baseball, and now you've got preparations for the Saints game coming up. You, there, there's no uh, no dust in your world, is there? It, no, it's uh, straight NFL season from here on until, well, at least until October when ho- uh, hockey season starts. So it's from one sport to the next. It'll be uh, very busy at that point, especially when there's Friday, Saturday hockey, then Sunday baseball or Saints football. The other yeah, sport. and then and then when the Pelicans start, you'll be filling in for the Pelicans game. So yeah, man. Yeah. Luckily, those are going to be um, maybe few and far between. You know, it, it just kind of gets hectic, and I really um, I won't start looking at Pelicans until after they actually hit the hard court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, they're going to have a great team this year. It's going to be fun to watch the Pelicans this year now that they've been able to lock up their, their best players. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, hey, listen, man, we, uh, we've had the opportunity every week to visit with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. He's just the ultimate Saints insider. He's the ultimate insider on sports, you know, period. But he has, as it relates to, as it relates to uh, the Saints, uh, we're lucky to have him. But you know what? The Saints, you know, come out of the gate doing well, and I'm looking forward. I know it was a little bit of a slow start in the first game. Um, I, I think they played probably played a little bit too conservatively, but to have the greatest comeback in the history of the Saints in the fourth quarter, that was fun to see as well, wasn't it? Well, it's always see good to see the Falcons blow a lead late in the game. So, <laughs> yeah, because you look back in history, you know, how many games do you remember that were seventeen to twenty, or you know, uh, twenty-one to you know twenty, or you know, it, one and two and three-point differences? I mean, literally, I think that we're tied in the se- series like fifty to fifty or something like that. So it's always been close. It's always been close, and it's always to get a win over Atlanta, and it's it's one of those uh, great games to usher Dennis Allen into what is the rivalry between the Falcons and Saints. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Hey, do you feel any difference? I mean, now that you've got a new coach, are the requirements for you for how you do your music different at all? Uh, do you, does it feel different with, with Dennis no, Allen? No, it's it's still the same mantra as that has been in the past uh, several three, four years. It's uh, pedal to the floor all the way until the final whistle blows. <laughs> Never let up. 
It's, well, what they okay? So p- for people who haven't heard this before, you have some select music that they ask you to do, and then there's other music that maybe players ask you to do. Have you seen any new music emerge from some of the more uh, newer players? Oh, there's always new music, and, and as far as the players are concerned, they're they're always ahead of the curve, especially if you compare it to where radio is. They are well ahead of the curve. Yeah, the radio is a conservative group by nature because it's you can't do anything that would uh, really push anybody to a different channel. So yeah. there's a lot of research and there's got to be familiarity and nobody's going out and betting the ranch on a new song without any type of uh, research or any type of audience before it hits the airwaves. It's long days are where the radio station broke a song. It, it, we don't have that. So, you know, hey, I don't know if it was Michael Thomas. I heard this interview with it might have been Michael Thomas, but maybe it was one of the other stars for the team. But someone asked him the question, what are you listening to? You had his iPods, you know, in his, in his ears. What are you listening to? He said, um, I'm uh, I'm on Apple Apple Music. I'm just I'm just going to Apple Music and turn it on. So that's probably the fastest way to hear some of the newest music. It really is any one of the streaming services, whether it's Apple, whether it's uh, Pandora, Amazon, Spotify, any, uh, yeah, Spotify. You know, if you really want to get crazy and really go to new music before it gets to those go to soundcloud that's where a lot of these artists come from they'll start soundcloud and get a bass and then venture into the record label end of things and end up on pandora or (coughs) apple music hey listen by the way i saw a post that scott fox did i saw it this morning for a matter of fact that he talked about hurricane katrina he lost everything and he lost a lot of his plaques from the various you know, various uh, uh, bands, et cetera, that have done really well. And that Nickelback sent him a plaque to replace the one that he lost. And I noticed this morning, I got to tell Scott about this, that they actually posted his post at the Nickelback site. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The Nickelback said, you know, good for you, you know. Yeah. They actually answered him. You know, we were CPR and Scott Fox. You know, I remember those days, you know, mid 90s when CPR was just starting out, late 90s when we started with CPR Fest. I remember Nickelback, they were on their first album, first two singles, and they played our festival. They even come by. We had a hotel because we were doing two nights and we were at the Holiday Inn next to the Coliseum and had a party. And two o'clock in the morning, in walks Nickelback. You know, those are good. They're they're really good guys. I don't know where the uh, we hate Nickelback whole thing came from. It's very hard to pinpoint. But, you know, it's probably one of those people don't like successful people to make. I I do. I love their music. (laughs) If if I had to pick like when I'm running, some of my favorite running music is Nickelback. I mean, it's just good, good, good stuff. Anyway, buddy, thanks for all your support. I appreciate you. You bet. No problem. Yeah, you bet, man. I'm so lucky to have Cal Curley as my partner in crime. Now let's move over to uh, my friend Ann Petrie. She's actually the marketing communications manager for the Hancock County Chamber, but she's someone I admire. She's a, a young leader who's really making her mark here in coastal Mississippi, and she represents the chamber so well. She works for my dear friend uh, Tish Williams over there. We're talking about Bay St. Louis all the time. In fact, I just talked about it yesterday with Dr. Joe Paul from Southern Miss, the president of Southern Miss, who is from Hancock County. But anyway, Ann, how are you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me back. It's good to see you. So where are you sitting right now? I am sitting in my new office on the second floor of the Old City Hall in Bay St. Louis. Um, a few months ago, we moved our offices from the second floor of the Hancock Whitney on the corner of Beach Boulevard and Main Street. And now we are on at 300 South 2nd Street. So we're now kind of the link between Main Street, Old Town Bay St. Louis and the Depot District, which is really exciting. Yeah, well, you know, it's a really, it's a cool thing, actually, to think about. First of all, Hancock Whitney, uh, this great location that was rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina, and you guys had this wonderful position inside that building. Uh, as they continue to grow, they need the space. What it, it just, with with one success story around their position in the community creates an opportunity for the Hancock Chamber to go to the old city hall. It's a, It's been a nice transition for you guys, hasn't it? It has been a wonderful transition. We're super excited to be here. Um, it's really exciting to see the development, especially on the uh, depot district side. Um, all of the, pretty much all of those storefronts are filled in. They still have a couple of vacancies left, but you know they're also making great renovations on the lawn in front of the depot so that they can have a bigger stage for future festivals. Um, so it's really going to be amazing. Once that's fully developed, once that passenger train comes back through town, we're really going to see a lot more activity and a lot more of a cross-section. You know, because there was less destruction there in that depot district uh, from Hurricane Katrina, a lot of a lot of the folks that I worked with after the Katrina on the planning efforts, a lot of them sort of thought that that would be the area that came back first. And that, but what happened was, it's in spite of all the devastation on the in the on the beach side, uh, this there's just this incredible desire to be waterfront. I mean, there's just a, a major desire, and and now that you can see how these bits and pieces of the city kind of fit together to create this, I don't know, this story about the city. It's cool to see all that kind of connecting, isn't it? Oh, I totally agree. And it's hard to beat the beachfront, especially with the big, beautiful new municipal harbor right there. It's very scenic. I can't say that I blame anyone for wanting to build back on the beachfront first. But with the depot district, you know, all of those buildings are very beautifully preserved. Um, and they can be renovated. They can be fi finished out on the inside any way you want to do them. So it was, it's really great to see another district with a lot more, with equal character coming forth. It's kind of turning into sort of like how the French Quarter and Uptown are totally different in New Orleans, but still completely worth a visit. I think that's a great comparison, for a matter of fact. One of the, one of the, one, Josh Morgan, the top hurricane chaser in the world that you and I were chatting about off the air a few, few minutes ago, who's building a house in Bay St. Louis, he said one of the big stories about the reemergence, he calls it a phoenix rising from the dust, Bay St. Louis becoming this bigger and better, was the fact that you still recognize the architecture that was there before the storm and the fact that you've paid so much attention to that. It's so, so cool. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ann Petrie from the Hancock Chamber. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Ann Petrie. She actually works for the Hancock County Chamber. She's a leader and on a bunch of different fronts. Her, I would call her a jack of all trades, but she, she, uh, her actual title is the marketing communications manager, and she works with one of the stalwart leaders in in coastal Mississippi, Tish Williams, who has um, such a wonderful reputation and has made such a great contribution to coastal Mississippi for so many years. Hey, and I had John Ferrucci on in the past week. And we spent a whole hour together talking about what's the latest at Silver Slipper, the fact that he wants to get his hotel, excuse me, his restaurant open, the one that still is not reopened since Hurricane, uh, excuse me, since the pandemic. Um, it said he has 500 employees and he needs 550. We talked a lot about his new role uh, as the executive vice president, chief operating officer for his parent company and the work that they're doing across the United States. But there's such a great culture at, at Silver Slipper. They're transporting that culture now and that approach to these other niche markets uh, around the United States. I'm really proud of John. He's made such a great contribution in that way. But one of the things he said was he, he went to have lunch somewhere else other than the casino recently he talked about driving down beach boulevard and waveland and seeing so much you know development beginning to happen there and you know very few uh, uh lots available along beach boulevard anymore and you get you're going into bay st louis and you see all this activity and this you know, it's just this pulse of activity that's taking place there i mean one of the big success stories after katrina i mean there are so many we couldn't we wouldn't even begin to list them all <laughs> is the reemergence of Hancock County is this amazing place to live, work, and play. It's exciting to be there and to sort of watch all this unfold, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Just in the short time that I've been working for the Hancock Chamber, I've seen Old Town completely transform. I mean, there are very few vacancies now. Um, The Pearl Hotel, which we just recognized at our um, Chamber Gala a couple of weeks ago, no, they have been a total game changer um, for the small business community. There's a huge increase in tourism. There's so much more activity around the street corner that they're located on. I think everyone is experiencing a little bit of a windfall with their presence now. It's been an amazing beacon for Old Town Bay St. Louis. Someone someone mentioned to me, too, that someone who uh, is in the real estate business who leases cottages to people says that all the cottages that they lease, which is a number of them in the city, uh, are all leased out for one year. I mean, just that, there's just, and so, and the other, the other th- interesting thing, and this is really, really important, actually, the one thing that's, that has happened, and, and um, it's going to be an interesting story going forward, is that what Hancock County used to be is sort of a second home for people in Louisiana. But so, and in a way, sort of the, that whole thing has been flipped. And now it's the primary home, and their secondary home is actually in Louisiana. And you're seeing, you know, without naming a bunch of names, there are a lot of celebrities now that, are, that live in Bay St. Louis. And they, they would say to the public that their primary residence in Louisiana, but we know just based on their presence in, in Bay St. Louis that they're spending the majority of their time actually in Bay St. Louis now. And when you look at the size of the investments that they're making in Bay St. Louis, 
was. But you know, it's interesting. It was not it's not this bedroom community to Louisiana the way it used to be. It's it's become sort of the primary residence, and there and and real estate continues to be on fire. My son's a real estate lawyer, and I mean the price per square foot of homes that are selling in Bay St. Louis. And in Hancock County, for that matter, it's really, really healthy, <laughs> to say the least. But, Absolutely. Uh, but it's, it's really awesome to see that happening, isn't it? it? It really is. And it's not just Louisiana. I mean, another good example of people who have relocated here are the, the group of four friends who started the Old Town Grocery, um, Amit Patil, Sid Patel. It was a group of four friends who moved here from California. They just saw an opportunity. Um, Mississippi has very favorable business development laws, especially for entrepreneurs. So they were like, okay, well, this is a really charming place to be. Um, This is a friendly place to establish a home, establish a small business. And now they own Old Town Grocery. They have another convenience store and gas station over in Gulfport, I want to say on Lorraine Road. And they recently opened up the Indian Paradise restaurant where we just cut the ribbon last week. You know, they have made their homes here. They've purchased homes. They've developed businesses. They've all been successful. They've scaled them the right way. They're bringing other people from California who they were friends with and worked with in the hospitality industry to come and be their executive chef. You know, these types of stories are going to be integral to our future and along the Mississippi Gulf Coast because that's like taking a hose and pouring more investment dollars on the area. It's also why tourism is so important because, you know, you all, all always know about spending money locally, but you want residents and new visitors to come in because they bring in even more to contribute to the economy. Yeah, I had so a great it's conversation. growing, it's really exciting to see, and I can't wait to see where it leads. I know, it's awesome. I had a conversation with, I wish I could recall the name of their their uh, facility in I apologize. I can't remember the name of their facility. But anyway, they're in Ocean Springs. They do weddings and, you know, they have a niche wedding business and and, uh, receptions, et cetera. And they came from California. They had a very successful operation there. But they cite the main reason they came here. Number one, the people are so so accepting and wonderful people. But the other is the business environment here. It's so much easier to do business in Mississippi. And you're going to see a lot more of that. I, I, you know, again, I, I say it all the time, but this is a, a, a well-kept secret, but it's becoming less so a secret as more people Perfect. discover you know, <laughs> this, uh, what is you know now one of the most affordable, if not the most affordable beach community in the United States. And that, that when that gets on lists like that, people pay attention and they, they want to come see what that's all about. And it's been really good for your, you guys in Hancock County, hasn't it? Oh, certainly. Okay. So how are things going at the chamber these days? Things are rocking and rolling at the chamber. So recently, our, uh, the biggest thing on our mind right now is the Artemis One launch. No, we also operate the Partners for Stennis and Me Shoot, which is sort of an auxiliary chamber to the main Hancock chamber. And it's just for NASA and their contractors and suppliers and everything. So we went, a group of us went down to Florida for the first attempt. And, you know, there was the engine bleed. So they scrubbed it for the day. They're like, okay, we're going to revisit this. I felt like I was personally invested in it, and I felt like I had, it was my duty to get that rocket in the air. So I went down for the second attempt, got scrubbed again. You know, when you feel, spend $4 billion on a rocket, you want to make sure that it's going to go off safely with no issues. So 
We actually have a meeting with um, Partners for Stennis and Meshoot. We always do the quarterly meetings every once in a while. So we'll be back up at Lockheed Martin and hopefully we'll get some more information about um, how the repairs are going um, and when the next launch date is going to be. So expect to see me posting tons of pictures and talking about how loud and incredible and mind-blowing the science is. You know, it's interesting. Hancock Chamber has always been very successful. And the, th- the thing about this partners in Stennis and Mishu effort, is, again, it's, it literally is its own chamber. It's the, These are two very significant efforts that are happening simultaneously, each with very unique, uh, you know, deliverables. I, 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 we probably don't talk enough about Stennis. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get inside Stennis a little bit more deeply. The, the work that's happening there, I've talked about many times. It's one of the bookends for Coast of Mississippi, with Ingalls and Chevron on the other, and Stennis over here, doing the things that they're doing. The, the, the technology, the number of scientists and mathematicians and uh, oceanographers, all the stuff that's happening there is some of the greatest work in the world. Literally, some of the greatest work in the world. And um, and we don't celebrate it enough. And the, the, there's some smart people engaged with that with that with that facility, aren't there? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought up um, ocean science because the Navy actually has as big an operation at Stennis Space Center, if not slightly bigger than NASA. And they're a huge community partner. We actually have the largest concentration of meteorologists in the world in south mississippi you would never know it but we do it's amazing it's amazing what's happened there i talk i talk about it a bunch and when i say i need to get in there i need to meet some of these people and maybe through the partners in stennis and michu uh, organization we can you can start to introduce me to some of the leaders of those organizations so we can talk more about what they're doing because it is to make those connections say, say it again please I would love to make those connections. Yeah, well, well, well that's going to be a, a big uh, to-do list that came out of today's conversation for sure. Um, you know, it's I've I've been to some tests before, but to go to a rocket launch like you you guys went to, a lot of anticipation. I know it's tough when it's scrubbed because it's such a long drive there to to get there and and to go twice and see it scrubbed twice. But um, man, this is such a man. If you think about the future of NASA and the future. Of space exploration for the United States. Um, man, there's a, there is a lot of eggs in this basket. They got to get it right. And then, so they're not, they're not going to take any chances. I can assure you that. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ann Petrie. She's just a really good friend. Uh, she works with Hancock Chamber and uh, someone I wanted to spend a whole show with today, just kind of catching up with what's going on in her world. We'll see you after this break. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Ann Petrie, who is a 
Well, she's communication and marketing, but she's really kind of a, a number two person there at the Hancock Chamber behind my dear friend, Tish Williams, who's longtime chamber director there. Can we just have uh, a moment of Tish appreciation? Yeah. I, she is the most amazing person. You know, I stand on her shoulders for everything that I am accomplishing right now. Yeah, she look, man, it's interesting because when I had the opportunity in the early days of Cosia to do a complete like d- deep dive on her life, the work that she had done in the foundation community prior to coming to Bay St. Louis was a was like the perfect kind of set of uh, set of skills that she had coming in here for the post Katrina world, you know, and the work that she did to raise money and help this community fight and tear its way through this, the, you know, r- r- debris and all that to and to envision recovery the way that they did and the role that she played in that. It was just, it's just outstanding. And to think that here she is today still kicking and screaming and working our way through this and helping build a great community. It's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? 20 years this year. She's been at the forefront of it all, you know, just to see the impact that this one person has had on the community is completely inspiring. And she and she and she continues to do it. She continues to do it well. I, again, listeners may get tired of me saying this, but I, I shared it on my on my uh, uh, outdoor show, and I mentioned it to Joe Paul yesterday. But but it's a powerful quote actually, and it said I don't remember the exact words, but essentially said you find something you really enjoy doing in your work, and you will have discovered the fountain of youth. I mean, isn't that isn't that awesome? I mean, that to me, it truth. fits. It fits Tish, too. You know, I mentioned to Joe Paul that it fit him extraordinarily well. But Tish, you know, Tish in a lot of ways is ageless. You know, she just takes tackles today for today and moves on to tomorrow. And um, she just seems to always be here <laughs> doing her thing. It's it's really an amazing leader that can do that and, and keep your enthusiasm because yeah, it's hard. to. You know, there are all kinds of trials and tri- tribulations of what you guys do. But um, but the vision kind of keeps you kind of focused, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and two things that I've learned through Tisha's example is, and it go, it piggybacks on the quote that you just shared. Um, she is really great at work life integration. Um, she's always said, if you are enjoying what you're doing, you won't work a day in a, in your life. And she embodies that. She truly enjoys what she does. And it's evident. You know, she puts a lot of thought and a lot of care in everything that she undertakes. And that's yeah. part of what makes her a good leader. And I also think that she's very big picture oriented and she puts, she's a selfless leader. You know, there's no other way to describe it. You know, her needs will always come. It, she'll never compromise the, everyone else involved in every decision that she makes. Um, well, one of the things I've striven to be more like her. <laughs> well, I think ways. that's terrific. What a great goal. And here's the thing. The chambers of coastal Mississippi each have their own unique, you know, responsibilities. 
But when you guys come together, when when Tish and Adele Lyons and Cynthia Sutton and Paige Roberts, Cynthia being Ocean Spring, of course, Adele, Coast Chamber, and then Paige Roberts at Jackson County Chamber come together in the One Coast Awards, and, and not just the One Coast Awards, just to talk about things like leadership development and the amount of energy you guys put into that, I mean, and, and how important it is to the rest of the coast that every one of you stay incredibly focused on bringing the next set of leaders up so they can understand that this is a complicated place. You don't just immediately arrive as a, as the chairman of the chamber. You have you have your reps to do, as John Harrison often says. But I mean, there when you start thinking about holding leaders up as a, a great examples for others to follow, like you do with the One Coast Awards. That was the the reason we felt so strong about starting that the Sun Hero when we started it. And then this notion of just just developing and constantly focusing on creating the best opportunities for future leaders to see what it takes. A lot of energy goes into that, doesn't it? It definitely does. And honestly, I think that one of the issues that, and this is coastwide, I think that one of the things that we've struggled with in recent years, or at least as long as I've been here um, developing my career, is mentorship. But that's where a lot of where the chambers fill in. You know, we all put together events all together to bring people from here, there, and everywhere on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but also to connect business leaders and people who are interested in becoming business leaders, uh, putting in fostering events to where they can make those connections themselves. So it's it, it's really rewarding to see those connections being made and to know that you know something that you did made a difference in a small way or a big way. Sometimes that happens too, and it's wonderful. Well, you've done a good job at that, of, of developing networks, of, um, of finding people that you can, you can aspire to be like. Um, I mean, that's, a part, that's part of, of who you are and, 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 and your own sort of tenacity to want to improve your own set of skills so you can make broader and bigger contributions. You put a lot of energy into that, haven't you? I have. It's a labor of love. And, you know, sometimes it is tiresome, but it's always worth it in the end. It is. It is for sure. Hey, look, as you th- as you look ahead on your calendar, I mean, you guys are always involved in tons of stuff. But what what's uh, what's what takes your time these days in terms of events and other things that you're focused on? Well, on top of all the regular stuff, um, we've got a, a, the next big thing is going to be our golf tournament. In addition to the Chamber of Commerce and Partners for Stennis and Meshoot, we also have a 501c3 charitable organization. And it's sort of like an umbrella organization to 20 different smaller, hyper-local nonprofit causes. So the money we raise at the golf tournament at the Bridges is it goes to all 20 of those funds equally. So one one fun event and you're supporting 20 different community causes. And we've got some wonderful funds um, like Ruth's Roots Community Garden is one of our funds. Um, Some of the funds that have started underneath our foundation and spun out include the Waveland Ground Zero Hurricane Museum. Um, Hundredman Hall was one of our funds at at one time. Um, So we've actually incubated some really successful nonprofits. Again, again, you think about where 
Tish came from, understanding sort of the foundation community, the the power of a 5013C, its ability to raise money in a more centralized way and serve, in this case, what you said, 20 different organizations simultaneously. It, um, it's so interesting the way that it, everyone brings something you know unique to the table when they when they come to the table. And uh, you, you bring a collection of people, each one of them bringing something unique to the table. All kinds of cool innovation can occur that serves the community. And you get to see it there every day. You know, the fact that you guys were ground zero for the worst natural disaster in American history, it, uh, it, it has a way of making you appreciate the important work that you have to do every day. And you don't take it for granted, do you? No, not at all. It's also made everyone over here so strong and so resilient. And, you know, it's people are just much more soulful in their approach to caring for their homes, caring for their businesses. I mean, having had the experience of widespread and significant loss has contributed to that. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll see that and experience it, and it sounds kind of melancholy to express it in that way, but it's it's beautiful in a way. No, it I, really I get makes it. Our community special. I get it. Um, um, I, I think that from from great challenge comes great opportunity, and I, I say it all the time that the number one you know thing at the core of people coast of mississippi is our resilience and resilience may mean it may mean that you're personally resilient it, for sure that your ability to bounce back is better than others and and it, but it also means that since you do have and you do have a capacity for for resiliency your neighbor may not necessarily be where you are and and that then means that you're going to go next door and help them and that's just the way we operate here. And you know what? I, what I'd be interested to learn is that when you talk to the, your your you know these new residents, like the, like the group from California you mentioned a few minutes ago, how do they articulate what it is they see in us? Oh well, the common theme that everyone expresses in one way or the other, because it is going to be slightly different depending on the situation and the context and everything, but it's the spirit of generosity. You know, you get a much better experience of what a community is truly about. You know, that same group of four friends from California I was talking about, they were having some trouble with their front door. So their across the street neighbors were the first ones to help them out. They had said, oh, we've got some tools, we'll help you fix it. You know, that's unheard of in other areas, but you find that here. People will stop and help you if you're having car trouble on the side of the road. You know, yeah. I think that people are most taken with our character here. And boy, is that, that is so true. That is so true. The heart and soul of coastal Mississippians is great character, which is what makes us so resilient. Hey, when we come back, we'll have a final segment with our friend Ann Petrie from the Hancock County Chamber. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast.
Welcome back to Coast View. Um, at the, I'm having a terrific conversation, incidentally, with my friend Ann Petrie from the Hancock County Chamber. But she gave an example of four people who came here from California and bought residences and start businesses here in uh, in Bay St. Louis. And I mentioned this couple from California that did the same thing and, and did business in Ocean Springs. I couldn't recall the name of their business, but the name of their business is the Jackson Pearl in Ocean Springs. And they also have a bed and breakfast called the Bootleg Howl. And their names, I'll, I'll never forget, of course, is Craig and Shari Davis because they, they were so... Unbelievably heartfelt and articulate about coastal Mississippian and Mississippian general that actually pulled a segment from that conversation, and we played it as a separate YouTube video for quite a long time. It was just so powerful to see an outsider's view of us. Sometimes it's good for us to hear that that you know we think people think less of us, but the reality is that people who come here they're usually surprised with how amazing the people are here. That is for sure. Um, so anyway, coming back to to you. And so what's going on in the area of health? Tell me what, what you guys have happening there. Well, one organization that is really trying to um, create a bigger presence in Hancock County is the Hancock Health Foundation. Um, so they haven't had an in-person event since the pre-COVID days, but they are putting together a casual event, a sock hop, um, and it's Moonlight on the Bay presents Happy Days Are Here Again. And that's going to be on September 30th at 7 at the Community Hall at the Depot District. Um, we are going to have live music by Nick Perkins, who is an Elvis tribute artist. He's usually the ones who performs at the Lazy Gator up in Diamond Head. And it, all of the proceeds that are raised from that event are going to go to the Hancock Health Foundation to support their community programs. And they do wonderful work. They've supported the purchase of equipment for Telestroke in the emergency room at Oshner, Hancock. Um, they fund mammograms and the 3D mammograms that are so important for women to have who are uninsured or have um, financial difficulty accessing those programs. So they're really looking to raise a lot of money so that they can expand their efforts. Oh, awesome. I'm glad that you had an opportunity to get a plug in for that great effort. Hey, listen real quick, before we finish up, I, I want to bring the, the focus back to the chamber and the fact that you guys are in communication with uh, you know, businesses, small and large, all over Hancock County. What do they tell you about how business is going these days? It is booming. <laughs> it is nonstop. That is the biggest challenge, um, especially in the real estate market. Um, they have been completely nonstop since probably the later part of 2020. Um, we're seeing a major influx of new residents right now. Um, we are also, I haven't checked the tax, sales tax diversions, but I would be willing to place my money on them being up right now. Just, yeah. you know, based on anecdotally what I've seen, you know, yeah. I see a lot more activity in all areas of Hancock County. Oh, and a major economic shift that has recently taken place is that Diamond Head is actually the largest city in Hancock County now. And yeah, there is construction all over the place in Diamond Head. So they're yeah. going to continue to grow. Speaking of Stennis, <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. the, so, <laughs> so many people live there. But yes, the Diamond Head's 
has always been sort of a mainstay uh, opportunity for the for the county. You know, if you think about uh, the conversation I had with John Ferrucci about he has 500 employees, he really wants 550. Do you see? Yeah, obviously not those numbers, but do you see businesses still working hard to try to find employees to fill open positions? It is still difficult to find qualified workers because even though there's a big influx of people coming to the area, they're inclined to either be entrepreneurs or they're retired age. So it's a weird middle ground to be in right now. Um, And one of our biggest challenges is, of course, finding skilled workers. You know, a, a lot of the Jobs that you don't necessarily have to have a degree for are highly technical in nature in Hancock County, which, of course, Pearl River Community College and even all the companies have their own training programs, and they're very successful in training up the next generation of workers. Um, I think that where it's the most difficult is probably at the service level um, in the hospitality industry. I tend to see, you know, Servers, bartenders kind of shuffling around between different organizations. And I think that when you miss out on employee longevity, you know, that that can compromise your business model. So I don't I don't know what the secret sauce is, but I know that our businesses are still kind of struggling with that. And hopefully we'll have a a solution more people moving to the area, bringing skills with them, um, people who are interested in coming and putting down roots. I think that one of the things that we should focus on as a community, and this is coastwide, it's not just Hancock Right, County, for sure, yeah. Recruiting people who are ages 40 and under. Yeah. I, I, I had a conversation, we're out of time now, but I had a conversation with Ashley Edwards from the Business Council, and there is a tremendous amount of strategic focus now on behalf of the Business Council, because you imagine the CEOs that are involved in that all have stories to tell about the, the challenges here around workforce. We've got to focus on workforce like we've never done before. We've got to innovate and try new things, and I know there's a lot of energy on that now. But anyway, it's been a pleasure, and to, to I'm, I appreciate you joining me today, and uh, as usual, I'm very impressed and you're very passionate about your your county keep up the great work my friend thank you thanks again for having me back you bet this has been ann petrie from the hancock chamber have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.